Welcome everyone to the Shepherd Talk podcast with Pastor Ray Jones from Ridgecrest Baptist Church. This conversation is centered on reaching, building, and connecting you to the mission God has in store for your life. We hope these practical conversations help to encourage and equip you to follow Jesus in a greater way. Pastor, welcome back to Shepherd Talk today. Yep, it's good to be back again. Now, Pastor, in the middle of recording this right now, we are in a baseball, Major League Baseball postseason. Uh, we are in the time frame where we're in the championship series for each division. Right. So Braves are playing the Dodgers, and then Tampa Bay um, is playing – who are they playing? Houston. <laughs> Houston, that's right. Tampa Bay is playing Houston. So – you're going to pick a team right now between the Braves and the Dodgers. What's your pick and how many games? Oh, between the Braves and the Dodgers. Yep, so the NLCS. Okay. Um, well, you know, I'm a Braves fan. That's my National League team. And okay. the Tampa Bay Rays are my American League team. All right. And I have reasons for that. But um, I tell you, the Braves just have so much energy. I, I, just, I love the energy of those guys, those young guys, Acuna and – Albies, you know, uh, Swanson. I mean, they've just got – they look like they are having fun yeah. when they play baseball. And so I'm going with right now – or maybe by the time this airs, it might be a completely we'll, different we'll story. If, we'll know but if you're right or not. <laughs> right now, I would go with the Braves over the Dodgers, even though the Dodgers were the best team in the National League. I would go with the Braves over the Dodgers – uh, I think it would be a five games, maybe six games. Right. I know some people that have predicted a sweep by the Braves in four. <laughs> I just don't think that's going to happen. The Dodgers are a very good team. They're a lot alike. And uh, But right now, as we air, uh, tape this, the Braves are up one game. That's right. And I've picked the Braves in seven games. Now, with Kershaw being out tonight, that could be a little different. That could help the Braves a little bit. Yeah, so, yeah. All right, now let's flip to American League. Okay. You're a Tampa Bay or- – I'm a Tampa Bay Rays fan. Look, look, the best team in the American League this, this season. Yeah. And um, they're another team that is fun to watch yeah. to me, uh, partly because of the way they pitch. You know, their pitching is so – you played baseball and you know right. how important that is, and especially in the playoffs. Pitching is, is uh, life or death, really, and the bullpens – Right. And by the way, both they and the Braves have very good bullpens. Yeah, stands out. Um, but um, they're up 2-0. And uh, as we take this, and I'm hoping in just a little while they're going to be up 3-0. Um, by the way, I'm a, I'm a Tampa fan because I pastored about five minutes from the stadium. Right. And uh, because I wrote a newspaper column for uh, the newspaper there in uh, Clearwater and St. Petersburg, um, I had press passes, but oh, wow. I also had friends that were connected. I was at the very first Tampa Bay Rays baseball game, their inaugural game, and it, that was cool. So for those reasons, in uh, 15 years down there, yeah. uh, I'm, I'm a Tampa Bay Rays fan. And if they can make it, this will be their second trip to the World Series. It yeah. didn't fare so well the first time. <laughs> um, but uh, I'm going to go with Tampa Bay – uh, I don't think they're going to sweep. Okay. Uh, Houston's a mighty good team yeah. too. Yeah. They've got some some issues, as you know, some injured. Right. Uh, you know, Verlander um, is out, and some things like that. But I, I think Tampa, with a two zero lead right now, I think Tampa wins it in five. Five. I think I'm saying Tampa in six. Um, you hadn't sent any kind of friendly text message to another staff member that's a 
Houston fan, have you? With the I Rays have come up. real close. <laughs> it's a good thing he he was on vacation, on vacation this week yeah. and not in staff meeting because I probably would have dogged him in staff meeting <laughs> uh, a little bit. So uh, we we uh, uh, Tampa has right now they look really good yeah. and um, of course I don't th- <laughs> given last year. I don't think anybody would be terribly – most people, unless you live in Texas, um, probably not a lot of folks would be disappointed. You know, everybody's had a chip on their shoulder about the Astros right, right. because of last year, yeah. um, which I think, honestly, that was overblown yeah. uh, in terms of, of their ability to win. But uh, nonetheless, I'll be happy if the Rays dominate them. And then you're a win-win if the Rays are in the World Series yeah. and the Braves are in the World yeah, my Series. My wife asked me, uh, she said, what are you going to do if the Braves and the Rays are in the series? And I said, that's the perfect perfect world. <laughs> I said, I can't lose. And she said, well, how are you going to determine who you pull for? I said, whoever's winning, I start pulling for. <laughs> so I, I, you know, I hope that happens. I hope they both get That'd there. be similar to – Auburn playing Alabama in the national championship, right? No. <laughs> Not no. even close. Okay, just had to check. I, but th- <laughs> speaking of baseball, this is the last thing we'll jump in. But um, there's a lot riding at my house on baseball because one of the things I've done since the boys, since Collins was born, I always buy them a hat for the World Series champion. Ah. And so every year around now, they, they start seeing, you know, baseball, you know, we watch postseason baseball. And so they're always interested in what kind of hat they're going to get. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. Uh, we have a lot of hats now, but it's interesting to, you know, be able to put them up on the shelf and see right. that right. <laughs> the sizes get bigger and the different. Now, are they at a stage where they actually root for a team? Not baseball. Or do they follow your lead? I think they pretty much follow my lead in that. And, and baseball, I mean, we we don't they get more they're getting more into football right now um it's harder for them to sit down and watch yeah, yeah. a baseball yeah. game uh, at their age me too. Um, and uh they're a little bit more into football and maybe soccer for sports right now and so watching football is a little different so okay uh i got a question <laughs> all right uh to our silent producer broxton who who has a mic who has a mic and because he has a mic Turn your mic on. He is a – would it be safe, Broxton, for me to say you are an avid or rabid Braves fan? Avid. Okay. Just avid. Uh, all right. So you obviously – you've listened to our prognostications. What is yours? Uh, well, right now I'm feeling pretty good about the Braves. I wasn't last night, or I was right Until the, the first ninth pitch. inning. Yeah, and then I said, well, this isn't going well. Um, but right now I'm, I'm pretty positive after Kershaw is scratched tonight because I think if we, if we win these first two games, I like our chances. If we had, lo- if we had dropped one of these first two, I think it would have been hard. What do um, you think about the Braves starting pitching um, rotation? I'm just amazed that we are here given – Their bullpen so Given good. Soroka going down. Of course, I was all excited when we beefed up our bullpen. And then, of course, our ace goes down. And I said, well, we're not even going to win the East now. Um, but obviously that that's not the case. People stepped up, and um, it has been the one very positive thing about 2020 is to watch the Braves. Don't you guys <laughs> think this um, is that even if you've got a lead against the Braves, you must hate having to face them in seven, eight, and nine, those innings, because yeah. they're bats. It's like all of a sudden they explode in right. the seventh, eighth, and ninth inning. Right. And wouldn't you hate to have to say, yeah, we got a lead, 
but the seventh, eighth, and ninth innings are coming, and that's <laughs> when they seem to play their best. Right. And they are a mighty good defensive team, too. I tell you, growing up watching the Braves, I don't know that I've ever, and you mentioned this earlier, but never seen like the the fun and, and the fun the team has, but it, it, it expressed like it gives you a, it makes me as a watcher, viewer, like enjoy watching it because yeah. they're having so much fun. It reminds me of just playing as a young kid and just the joys of the game, not necessarily winning or losing, just the joys of yeah. going yeah. out there just and having competing. fun doing it. You know, yeah. and so they are fun to watch. Remember the smell of the leather glove? You remember that? Yeah, and yeah. then the grass when it was cut and all yeah, those things. Man, yeah. man, great, great memories. Okay, Broxton, last. Okay. Weigh in on the Astros and the race. Well, I don't watch the American League as much, so I, I really don't have an educated opinion here. Um, so I will just go with I will be very happy if the Astros get beat as well. So yeah. for the, I, and, and for the same reason, the larger fan right, base right. out there. And, and I've been messing with our one staff member that we're referring to all year. And he hasn't watched all year, really, because he's been kind of boycotting his own team. But because of that? Yes. Oh, but but now, now that they're in the playoffs and, you know, now he's watching. So, okay. Well, it's going to be interesting. This all may, this conversation all may be different by the time we tape our next podcast. But we do thank you for tuning in to Ridgecrest Sports Radio. <laughs> I love it. Yes. So all of you that listen to this will know who was right, who was wrong uh, when you're listening to this podcast or not. Yeah, and if right. you don't, you can uh, go type in ESPN and see what team is playing where to know who was right and who was wrong. And you can uh, let us know your thoughts on that. Uh, but let's move past Ridgecrest Sports Radio and to our Shepherd Talk podcast where we're talking today about Pastor, a column that, again, was uh, you wrote uh, many weeks ago entitled The Season of Opportunity, and you quoted uh, A.W. Tozer, um, and he said this, Never has there been a time when I felt God's people should be more optimistic than now. Never a time when I felt they should be more encouraged in God than right now. We are living wild, turbulent, dangerous, dramatic days, and the four winds are striving on the great sea, and the moon is mourning the time when it shall be turned to blood. But you and I need not fear. God is on our side, and God is on his holy throne and in his holy temple, and all is right with the man or woman who dares to believe. And then you wrote these words. These words um, were written most likely in the late 50s, could, and they could not be more appropriate for God's people today. Mm -hmm. And so begin this podcast today as we think about just season of opportunities and why is that the case? Why are these words, um, they could not be more appropriate for us today? Well, you heard him talking about turbulent times and the difficulties that they were. You think about it, there probably has never been a, it, a generation who hasn't found themselves in what they call these are tough days or difficult days or turbulent days. And there certainly have always been seasons like that. Um, now, what we're experiencing today in America and in the church uh, because of the effects uh, is unlike anything that we've, we've ever seen. I, I haven't talked to even, even those who are older than me that have lived through more than I have. I've never I haven't talked to any of them that have experienced anything remotely close to what we've seen. And, uh, you know, uh, Broxton said earlier, uh, the the Braves have been one of the bright spots of 2020. You know, right. what, there just hadn't been a lot of bright spots in 2020. Right, and we're not finished uh, yeah. yet. There could be could be even more turbulent before this thing this year uh, goes on, and we don't know what 2021 will bring. 
But I think opportunity-wise, anytime there is turbulence, uh, anytime there is um, difficulty, suffering, uh, uh, economic woes, whatever it may be, it heightens people's sense of their need for God. They tell us, the statistics tell us that Bible sales are uh, at record paces right now. And that interest in things like prophecy and the last days uh, have been elevated. You know, I began a series on the last days that we've talked about uh, on this podcast back months ago. I began that back in January. Right. We had no idea, we didn't at that time, what we were going to face. The last days um, uh, causes people's antenna, spiritual antenna to go up. And the figures that I read uh, back some time ago said that even people that have no affinity for religion or faith have a new heightened interest in prophecy and last days kinds of information. Why? Because when the world gets shaken, everybody starts saying, what's going on and do I need to become more sensitive to to maybe the existence of God, maybe God's work in the world? What is my hope? See, So for those reasons, turbulence and difficulty have a way of giving us an opportunity. You know, ironically... Uh, over these last, how, how many months has this thing been going on now? Since technically since March, March probably, right, yeah. and uh, ironically, with a, a scaled back kind of ministry that we've been doing, we've probably had more people uh, join our church uh, by live stream and a video with follow up from us, and more people confess Christ probably than we were having prior to. Um, the pandemic. Yeah. Why? People become more sensitive. That gives us an opportunity to speak about the hope yeah. uh, in Christ that we have. Yeah. When I think about opportunity, you know, it reminds me of the verse in Ephesians 2 where, you know, Paul says that we are God's workmanship. We are his masterpiece created in him to do the good works that he prepared in advance for us to do. And so as we think about that thought and the opportunities that we are given, sometimes it I think it's hard for people in general and for all of us to see the opportunities that God has put in our path. So what would you say to a person that's saying, I want to live this out, I want to walk this way, how would you encourage them to just have open eyes to be able to see the opportunities God's given them? Well, I think the first thing that we have to do as believers is we have to, and, and bear with me a second, we have to truly live by faith and what happens in circumstances like we've been facing is we tend to live by fear. Yeah. And fear is a weapon that the devil uses against us. Faith is the resource that God has given us so that we're not controlled by our circumstances. And so we walk by faith and not by sight, the Scripture says. The Scripture also says, Paul, writing to Timothy, said, that God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of love and a sound mind. In other words, how to see with the right perspective. Faith gives us that perspective. And so the first thing if a person says, but I want to walk through this the right way, is they have to uh, 
I, I genuinely believe they have to cultivate uh, their faith, their trust in God. If they don't, fear will overwhelm them. Right. I told our I told our congregation months ago, and I told our deacon body. Um, as you guys know, I I had COVID. I've come through COVID, and thank God for that. And I'm considering what some folks have gone through. I'm I'm uh, you know I uh, God brought me through with minimal yeah. kinds of things. But I told our our church back several months ago, I might get it. Now, by the way, I did the right stuff. I, you know, you you guys know I don't shake hands. I quit doing that. I guess in March and have even offended a couple of people not intentionally because they, oh come on, shake my hand and that sort of stuff. I elbow or something like that. I, you know, I would wear mask when I go out and uh, I used hand sanitizer more hand sanitizer than I've ever used in my life. Yeah and soap and all th- those sorts of things. I did I did a social distance. If I were going to have a conversation I, with social distance, we're social distance here in our studio. Right. Um, and I, so I did all the right things, but still got it, you know? And one of the things I said to the congregation months ago, before I ever had it, was that I might get it. And I don't know what it, its effect on me would be. Right. But... But if something happens were to happen to me, don't let it rock your faith. Don't, don't let it rock your faith. Our identity comes in our faith relationship with God, not, not by our fear. Yeah, that's good. And there are a lot of Christians today. And I, Look, faith doesn't mean I do stupid things. Right. I, you know, I still practice protocol, still do today. Practice the right protocol with this stuff until we have a vaccine or we get beyond it or those sorts of things. So faith doesn't mean, well, I just throw caution to the wind. I don't do anything because I live by faith. So I don't wear a mask. I don't wash my hands. That's stupid. That's just what that's called is stupid. That's not faith. Yeah. All right. So faith doesn't do dumb things. But our identity is to be drawn from our faith and not from our fears. Good. Yeah. You know, because... Mm-hmm. Because everybody could have this stuff before it's over. Right. And so your identity must be connected to your faith. Otherwise, you'll be controlled by your fears. Yeah. Uh, does that make sense? It does, yeah. And so um, uh, that's what I'd say about opportunity uh, for those who are listening to us. Our mission is a faith mission. And our faith is what drives us. But if we live by our fears... We'll just hunker down and say nothing. I can't do anything. I'm not talking about people, you know, staying in and people that have conditions. You know, I'm not talking yeah, about yeah. that. I'm just talking about, in general, Christians whose fear overwhelms um, their faith to the point that instead of saying, how can God be glorified in this through my life, it is purely a fearful survival. Yeah. And so opportunities are missed. Yeah. So what would you say to a person, and I guess we can just kind of wrap this whole kind of conversation up with this today. What would you say to the person? As you said, opportunities can be missed, and if we were real and honest with with each other, we've all missed those opportunities. And I can think of a specific moment in my life right now where I knew God had told me one thing, and I said no because of different reasons. 
What would you say to the person that has found themselves in that, really, I guess you could call it disobedience to what God was leading them to do? What would you encourage um, that person with today that knows they did something God, you know, God wanted them to do one thing, gave them an opportunity, didn't walk in obedience to that? How would you encourage them today? Well, I'd simply say this. Um, If you're walking through uh, through the woods on a path and you get off the path, you're going to get lost. Um, get back on the path. You can't undo what you didn't do. Perhaps there's some opportunities that come back around. But, But most of the opportunities we miss don't come back around. I, I believe this. I can't undo what I should have done. But what I can do is focus on being obedient from this point forward. Don't beat yourself up because you missed an opportunity. Instead, get back in line with God and say, God, I don't want to miss the next one. So God, help me to see with spiritual eyes. Help me to stay narrowly focused on the path so that when the opportunity comes, I'll be ready for that next opportunity. I believe this. There's not much you can do about... um, what happened in the past. Paul even talks about that in Philippians. You know, he says, the, I forget what's behind and I press on. Paul missed a lot of opportunities before he really understood what those opportunities and really who God was in his life. And But the principle is the same, whether you know God um, or you didn't know God when you missed the opportunities. The principle is the same, and that is uh, we fix our eyes on on Christ. He's looking for the upward uh, call to the prize in Christ Jesus, he says. And so he says, I forget what's behind. Yeah. And by the way, he had a bad behind him, you right. know, what he yeah. did and and those sorts of things. So he's, And it doesn't mean he just scrubbed it out of his brain. The, the idea there in the Greek is he was so focused on not missing the opportunities in front of him and the mission of God before him that in for all intent and purposes— the other stuff, he left it behind, and it's like it's forgotten. Yeah, And so that's what I would encourage our listeners with, is you can't undo what you maybe should have done, but you can make sure you don't miss the next opportunity by walking with God, yeah. not six months from now, yeah. but today. Yeah. Today I walk with you, Lord. Tomorrow I get up and I do it again. And if we will train ourselves to do that and, and be sensitive to the promptings of his Holy Spirit, guess what? He'll bring the opportunities and we'll recognize them. Yeah, that reminds me. I was listening to a podcast recently um, from one of the Braves players, actually, uh, Dansby Swanson, who was talking about um, his faith and and specifically some things that baseball helps him with, just mm. kind of this understanding of his faith. And uh, one of the things he mentioned was the ability, like in baseball, you got to have a short memory because if you go up there and strike out in the first inning – you can't let that affect your third in and a bat, fourth in and a bat. And it and it was one of those things where, you know, it was that thought of, uh, I gotta put this behind. I can't change what happened. I've already struck out, you know, yeah, and so yeah. but I have a second opportunity and uh used it a lot as far as the uh, you know, the understanding of for baseball, you know, if you're bat three hundred, yeah, you make the Hall of Fame, you know. That's right. Which is an interesting kind of understanding. Three that's for a third 10. of your hits. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, um, but that just reminds me of what you just yeah. talked about of that putting thing, you know, the that's past good. and moving forward. So any last words today, Pastor, on this thought of um just kind of seizing the opportunity that we have right well, now? Well, again, um 
I, I, I reaffirm what you just said. Don't don't live uh, with your past controlling your future. Yeah. And if you do that, and you'll align yourself with um, the leadership of the Spirit of God in your life, that will line up with the Word of God that you're spending time in. That's good. You'll make the right choices, and the and you'll take advantage of the next opportunities. Don't worry about how many opportunities are going to come. Yeah. You know, um, let God bring the opportunities. You just walk with Him. Yeah, that's so good. And we would encourage you that are listening. We say this all the time here at Ridgecrest about the thought of connecting to the mission and purpose of God. Mm-hmm. And our pastor talks all the time about that thought of God having a purpose and plan specifically for you. And so we encourage you today to walk in surrender and looking to the Lord for His plan and purpose and place that He wants you to connect and use your life for His glory. And so thanks so much for checking this out. Reminder to uh, come back to us and let us know your thoughts on our uh, NLCS and ALCS uh, predictions and uh, baseball uh, uh, postseason. Pastor, we'll see who was right. And yeah. uh, Well, we'll know something by the next time we uh, t- uh, tape, won't we? <laughs> That's exactly right. So, again, thanks, Pastor, for today, and yeah. uh, thanks for all of you that have checked this out. We encourage you to share the podcast and subscribe to our podcast channel. Thank you so much for joining us for today's Shepherd Talk podcast. We hope God will continue to use you to reach the lost, build up other believers, and connect your life to the mission and purpose God has for you. We look forward to more talks in the days ahead with Pastor Ray.